0: what's up guys welcome to fighting for truth with nate marquardt i am your host and today we are going to be talking about a topic of god's love now uh today we're actually going to be answering several uh cultural ideas and questions like does god love everyone the same or does god love the sinner but hate the sin uh everyone knows that the bible teaches that god is love but how does God have wrath, and and does God hate anyone? Um, are we all children of God, as the Bible states in Acts seventeen? And does God love unconditionally? So uh, recently, I've heard a lot of teachings and a lot of people say some things that are against uh, what the Bible teaches about God's love and, and what Scripture says, and. So I wanted to start off with a video giving you guys an example of this. So if you you could pull that video up.
1: When people ask that question, does God love some people more than others? I don't think they really want a theology lesson. I think what they want to know is this answer to this one question. And the question they're asking is this, does God love me? And the answer is yes. That's it. Does God love me? As much as he loves anyone else, he could not possibly love you more. He could not possibly love you more. The challenge for us is going to be, how can I expand my capacity to take as much of that love into my heart so I can give it back, not only to him, but to the other people that he's placed in my life? When people ask that question, does God...
0: Sounds nice, doesn't it, right? I, uh, I wish I could just tell everyone that uh, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. And, uh, you know, I think if I did this, probably everyone would love me back. And the problem is that Jesus said, if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. You see, when, when the world loves you, you're actually in a dangerous place. Jesus said, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted him, they're going to persecute us. And he says it's because they did not know God. So people actually attack Christians because they know the truth. uh, and, And those people don't know God. Jesus said that the world hates him because he testifies that its works are evil. And so if all you preach is the love of God, you're actually not preaching the same message that Jesus preached. So, I mean, really think about this. How many people, how many pastors, how many celebrities, how many artists do you guys follow that only preach the love of God? They only preach grace, grace, grace. You know, uh, I chose this video not to pick on Catholics. In fact, the, the same bad teaching is throughout evangelicalism. Uh, it's, the whole Western Church has this idea. And uh, the, the problem, I would say, stems from a misunderstanding and a misrepresentation of the gospel. Uh, again, it's a misunderstanding or an imbalanced view of, hu- of who God is. And this has filled our culture a correct understanding of God and the gospel will answer these questions. So I'm going to start with the view of God because God is perfect. And everyone knows the Bible teaches that God is love. And that's true. God is love. God is perfect, but he's also holy. He's also just a- and his holiness and his justice are not separated from his love. In fact, they, I would say they come from his love, right? Because because God is love, He actually hates everything that is against His love. He, uh, those things are against God, so He is against them. He hates them. Um, you know, and 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 uh, people ask the question: Doesn't God love the sinner but hate the sin? And I would say, you know, show me this in the Bible. Show me where the Bible says this because uh, Proverbs twenty-three says. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So a person is who they are based on what's in their heart and what they do. Uh Psalm 5:5 5, 5 says that God hates all evildoers. Psalm eleven five. The Lord tests the righteous, but his soul hates the wicked and the one who does violence. You see, God is a judge. Psalm seven says that God is a just judge. And God is angry with the wicked every day. And you know, God doesn't throw sin into hell; He throws sinners, people into hell. Revelation twenty-one eight says that uh, the cowardly, faithful, faithless, the detestable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. And Jesus said not to fear those who can kill the body only, but to fear him, him God who can kill and destroy both body and soul in hell. And this is the truth that God is going to destroy people, wicked people in hell. So I want to ask, uh, my brother on the video, is God going to throw people into hell that He loves? Um, you see, everyone knows John 3:16, "For God so loved the world that He gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life." Um, but people also need to read all the way to the end of the chapter, John 3:36, "Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life." Whoever rejects the son will not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. You see, God actually has wrath toward people, not just their sin. Uh, they are actually living under God's wrath. And so, you know, this might seem kind of contradictory. If God is love, how, how is it that he hates? Again, his, his hatred is perfect. It comes from his love Uh, because he's a God of love. He's wrathful against evil and wickedness. Uh, You you, you can understand this. If uh, you have a, a child or someone you love and someone hurts them violently, you're angry at that person. That person becomes your enemy, right? So God is love. And therefore he hates the wicked. And, this, this would seem like bad news, uh, but thankfully, because we're, we are all evil. We all do evil things. We all have evil in our heart. Uh, thankfully, God is who he is. He's also merciful. So h- how does mercy fit in with justice? Uh, you also see he, he, he's, that he's patient and compassionate. Uh, and he also, his desire is that everyone would be saved. Paul taught that God, our Savior, desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Peter taught that the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise. His promise of coming judgment, by the way. He's, his, coming judgment is coming, but he is patient toward you not wanting any should perish, he not, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Ezekiel 33 says, say to them, as I live, declares the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked would turn from his way and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? And remember, Israel was God's chosen nation, God's holy people at that time. So, God is loving, patient and merciful, and he desires all to be saved. He has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. And but but his patience is not eternal in this way. He, you know, s- some translations Uh, have it as long-suffering instead of patience. He's long-suffering. He will suffer uh, and uh, be patient towards evil and wickedness and evildoers, but it's for a time. Uh, But he is going to judge the world in righteousness, and he is going to cast wicked people into hell. And so let's look at the question from the video. Does, every, does God love everyone the same, right? And of course, he, he's way off because he said uh, he couldn't love you anymore. That's absolutely wrong. Uh, but does God love everyone the same? So again, for God so loved the world, John 3, 16. Another way to say that is for, for God so loved the world, meaning God loved the world in this way dot, 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 that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So he provided a way. First uh, John four ten. in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. The sacrifice, the atoning sacrifice, the one who would take the wrath of God on himself. Uh, it says, In this, the love of God was made manifest. In other words, this is how God showed us his love for us, for all mankind, by the way, that he sent his son as a sacrifice to take the wrath of God that we deserve. And it says, so that we might live through him. We love him. We love God. We love Jesus because he first loved us. See, his love has appeared to all mankind, but this love is in Jesus. First uh, John 2 says, he is the propitiation for our sins. Again, the, the atoning sacrifice, the one who took the wrath of God for us. He is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, not believers only, but for the whole world. He provided the opportunity for all people of all time to be forgiven. Romans 5, 8 says... God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, right? So he's, he's saying we were enemies, but Christ died for us to reconcile us back to God. So God, God loves even his enemies and he does this by providing them an opportunity for salvation. Uh, first, 1 t- Timothy 4.10 says that God is the Savior of all people, but especially of those who believe. In other words, God loves everyone in this way. He gave his son to die for our sins. So he loves everyone the same in that he provided the sacrifice for our sins. But God's eternal love is reserved only for those who are in Christ, for, only for those who turn and believe the gospel, for those who put their trust in Jesus, for true Christians. In John 17, Jesus prayed the high priestly prayer uh, for those who believed in him and those who would believe in him. And he said, I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me. Uh, He said, I I don't ask for these only, but also those who will believe in me through their word so that the world may know that you sent me and have loved them even as you love me. That that is great news. Uh, Jesus prays not for the world, but for Christians, for those who put their faith in Christ, but also so that the world would know that God loves us the same as he loves Jesus. That's, that's amazing news that God could love someone who's done evil things in their life, the same that he loves perfect, innocent Jesus. So, you know, some people are, are thinking, wait, aren't we all children of God? Even the Bible says this in Acts 17, you know, when Paul was on Mars Hill he was speaking to the Greeks and he said that, uh, he quoted one of their, their philosophers, one, one of their poets, and he said, for indeed we are all his offspring, we are all his descendants. But again, this is in context, you have to read the whole passage, you have to read the whole Bible to understand what he means by that one sentence, because he says this in context of speaking about the coming judgment that would be performed by Jesus. You know, God's word does not teach that everyone is a child of God. In fact, only those who are in Christ are God's children. In 1 John 3, 1, it says, see what kind of love the father has given us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Uh, So if, if Christians are children of God, what about those who reject God, right? You have the children of God, but what about the rest who, who reject God? Jesus to the religious leaders said this, you are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. People who are against the truth, who are not seeking for the truth are against God. First John 3, 9 through 10 says, no one born of God practices, makes a practice of sinning or they, no one born of God continues living a lifestyle of sinning for God's seed remains in him and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. By this is it, it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. So again there there's a dichotomy there are children of God and there are children of the devil. Now most people I talk to think that God's love is unconditional. Uh, again, this, it depends what you mean by that. It depends what you mean by love. If you're saying his uh, His provisional love that he gave his son to provide a way back to him to reconcile, then yes, his love is unconditional in that way. He gave it to everyone. And... Uh, and it's universal. It's for all people. But God's eternal love is not is not unconditional in this way because there is always one condition. It's faith in Jesus Christ. If you don't have faith in Jesus Christ, you do not receive that eternal love. If you don't turn your life to Jesus, to God through Jesus, you do not receive that love. 1 John 4, 15 says, Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he abides in God. So we have come to know and believe that the love, we, we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. Again, God's love is in Jesus for us. If we are in Christ, his love is on us and in us. 1 John 5, 11 says, This is the testimony that God gave us eternal life and this life is in his son. God's eternal love hinges on putting your life's trust in Jesus. Now, this is the understanding of the gospel and of God's holiness. Our sin and our disobedience and our rejection of God and rejection of the truth makes us enemies with God. It, it, it separates us. It makes us guilty before God. And we deserve wrath and we are under his wrath outside of Jesus. We are actually by nature children of wrath without Jesus. So, you know, the, the fellow asked this question at the end, does God love you? right? People want to know, does God love you? Let me tell you, does God love you? God loves you in this way. He sent his son, his perfect son, Jesus Christ. Jesus himself came, that's God in human flesh, he came and he lived a perfect life for you. He died a sinner's death, a criminal's death, and he took the wrath of the father against sin on himself and he took that in your place he took capital punishment f- for you and when you put your trust in him the trust of your life when you not just believe that this is true yes you have to believe it's true but when you actually turn to him in true biblical faith You become a child of God. Your sins are forgiven. You receive new life through the Holy Spirit. And the question is, will you receive this love? That's the question. You know, in this culture, Western culture of uh, Western Christianity, It's very difficult to to speak the truth without offending Christians, right? Much less non-believers. And this can be a stumbling block for a lot of people. James 4.4 says that friendship with the world is enmity with God. Whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So... As Christians, let's speak the truth in love. Guys, I want to give a shout out to my buddy Chad Robishaw. <clears throat> Excuse me, Chad Robishaw. He uh, he started a foundation called the Mighty Oaks Foundation, which ministers to ex-military personnel and uh, treats their PTSD. And he has a supernaturally high success rate. <clears throat> And, uh, I, uh, you know, I, want to thank you guys for joining me today. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode and, and other episodes, go ahead and please like it and share it and do all the, the follow and all that stuff, guys. Um, thank you so much for joining me and let's continue fighting for truth. God bless.